Hello, I'm here with Anush and Deepika in the podcast in the end of the day. And my name is Anastasia Maximenko and I'm originally from Kazakhstan and I came to United States almost eight years ago. Right now I'm working as admission counselor at City University of New York. And most of the time I counsel um, immigrants and new arrived immigrants. Anastasia, thank you so much for your time. Welcome. <laughs> so good to have you. I had to chase you for uh, several months to get, yes. <laughs> to get your spot uh, in the hot seat in my podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, if you are in New York City and if you are one of those who are trying to find information about how to enroll in an undergrad program in CUNY, I think this conversation today would be very beneficial to you. So Anastasia, you are an admissions ca- admission counselor at yeah. CUNY. Uh, for those students, for those immigrants who mm-hmm. are in New York City and are interested to enroll in an undergrad program, mm-hmm. what kind of preparation do they have to uh, have to uh, do. I definitely urge students come to our office, uh, which is like uh, CUNY Welcome Center located here on uh, 217 East 42nd Street. And um, but before coming into our office, I can tell, you know, what documents they need to submit and so on. Mm -hmm. So basically, in general, we are dividing students into two groups, uh, freshman students and transfer students. Freshmen are those who finished high school only and now they want to enroll in in the college when and you finish the high school that's 12 standard right yeah okay yeah. or 11 11. depends on, on on the year on the country right okay. because uh, even in my country in kazakhstan uh we finish 11 years oh. but basically once you know that okay this is high school diploma um or i have some transcript for high school diploma and i didn't go anywhere else after that high school, secondary school, different different terms, right? But means the same. So um, if the student knows, yes, I finished that and I never went to anywhere else, mm-hmm. they're freshmen, okay. all right? And then another group is transfer students, right? So basically after the high school, they went to post-secondary degree, to university, college, any type of institution. I using all those words because basically for us, they meet all the same, right? Mm-hmm. For students, sometimes they're like, no, I didn't go to college, I went to university. Yeah. But for us, it's basically the same thing, right? It's, ba- it's a group of post-secondary education. So for those students who went, but didn't finish. For the students who went or were expelled because of uh, bad grades or whatever the reason. Or even for students who did finish bachelor's degree or maybe a specialist diploma. Like there's so many different terms, depends on the country. Um, for those students, they are transfer students. And that is why um, requirements are a little bit different. Regard- like the student is, for us, it's kind of the same, but the documents they need to submit is, is different. Mm-hmm. So for freshmen, they just apply and just a copy of their high school diploma okay. and they grades um, sometimes for all four years or three years or even, for instance, for our post-Soviet uni- post, uh, um, union countries, we have diploma and all our grades are in that diploma, right? So basically, we just need a copy of that. And that's all. The student applies, submit those copies. Obviously, everything is, uh, if something is not in English, needs to be translated. Okay. And that's all. 
the students then wait for a decision. But now if we go to a group of transfer students, right, they still need to provide a copy of that high school diploma for us to see that, yes, they completed high school. But now from their post-secondary degree, whether they didn't finish or they did finish, we need their official transcript. And um, for a lot of students, it's hard to understand what official transcript means because students complete, for instance, even complete their bachelor degrees, right, from Russia. And they receive that diploma and they also receive the uh, list of all the classes and grades that they finished for four years. And it's usually, you know, in a pretty paper and, mm -hmm. uh, you yeah. know, signed and stamped. And they say, here we go, this is, a, this is official because it has stamps and, and all the signatures. But for us, it's original copy yeah. and we cannot take it. Um, and even if we, we take it, we're never going to give it back to the student because it becomes the property of CUNY. So that is why the student needs to contact the university, college, any type of institution to request that official transcript. Mm -hmm. Meaning the university just saying that, yes, the student received that diploma or yes, student went for two years. And that's the list of classes they completed and that's the list of grades. Um, colleges, universities, we work with all the countries mm -hmm. and they're all like universities in, in those countries are able to provide that document. How do you want those universities or colleges to provide those documents? Meaning by email, by, uh, by mail, or, uh, you know, what is that called when it is like properly sealed? Yes. So how, how exactly? So it's all three methods are oh. fine. Okay. Right now it's, hello, it's 2020. Mm -hmm. We're using emails a lot. So obviously if a university can email directly to us from their official email address okay. that they usually post on their website, right? We will accept that copy because it coming directly from them. Uh, if, for instance, universities say, hey, we're not gonna send any emails, then they can mail it, right? Mm -hmm. But they, again, they seal it, they put everything inside the envelope, they stamp the envelope, then mail it to us. Okay. We don't really <clears throat> ask, um, we don't really encourage that because again, post mail, the documents get lost and so on. That is why sometimes we say that, hey, if you have a family that lives in, in the same city that the university is, just once they put everything in the envelope, just take it away and then your your family can mail it directly to you so that physically you know that you have you have received it and then they bring that to us okay. so in that case right so it still comes from the university right they still put everything in the envelope they stamp that envelope and it now it, it's official copy right but it's just coming through a different you right. know more different routes source. exactly mm -hmm. yeah. yes okay. one one uh, question uh, i know you did mention diploma and the transcript. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I have a couple of friends who also, you know, who are like confused about what a diploma is and mm -hmm. what a transcript is. Yes. Mm -hmm. So oh, how are they different? What do you mean when you say diploma and what do you mean when you say transcript? Mm -hmm. So uh, diploma is just a, you know, um, a certificate. A certificate or just this beautiful paper where, where which you 
get when you graduate, right? Which doesn't have any marks at all, right? No mm, grades. No grades yeah. at all, yeah, right? They, it says that, okay, you have, have been graduated. Have graduated, graduated. Yeah. Okay. in that year, and sometimes college say, and you received a bachelor of, mm. of commerce, okay. right? Yeah. Or um, sometimes in the, for instance, post-Soviet countries, um, they say it's your specialist, okay. mm. your economist, mm -hmm. and, and so on, which is, this is diploma, right? right. Mm -hmm. But the transcript, it's additional paper that actually lists all those classes and right. all the grades that you received mm -hmm. during those four, five, three years and so on. Right. So that is why for, so sometimes students do not finish and they mm -hmm. get only that transcript that's saying, hey, you don't have any diploma. And it's sometimes on the transcript, it says the student has been expelled and whatever reason it is. Uh, but again, it's just a list of those classes and those grades. That's the, what we call transcript. transcript. Okay. And you need both. We need both if student uh, finished. And Esther, you haven't uh, mentioned about uh, TOEFL for students. So mm -hmm. is that a mandatory requirement for students who apply for undergrad studies to have TOEFL? For undergraduate studies, um, which is associate bachelor degrees, mm -hmm. right, to make it um, to make it easier to understand, uh, students, we ask for TOEFL from international students, okay. right, who, who are here on F1 visa. Mm -hmm. And um, most of the time, the students who do have um, green card or US citizenship or uh, granted asylum or refugee um, status, we're not asking them for TOEFL. Okay. Okay. Why? Because basically the university have very strong English preparation courses. Okay. And because we know that you are now a resident, come to us, right? We're gonna admit you on the base of your transcript, but if you don't pass English test, we will provide you with the courses okay. to prepare you for the college um, coursework. So uh, there is why for students who have those um, green cards, everything that is granted, they don't have to provide TOEFL. Oh, that is so interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because there is a fear in so many of us that, okay, I don't speak good English. I want to study an undergrad program, mm -hmm. but I don't know how to speak good English. So mm -hmm. there is this fear. And based on what you just said, I think what you just said is really encouraging. It's really interesting yeah. to know that the university provides uh, good English classes during yes. the for, during the undergraduate program itself. Yes. So university is, you know, it's in the mission of university to provide education to everyone, right? Mm -hmm. uh, rega regardless they prof their proficiency in English or regardless anything, right? We accept everyone. Um, so that is why, like, once, you know, students, for instance, feel uncomfortable with English, we say, hey, don't worry, we have, we got you, right? We have some courses, we have programs, very strong programs for English. That is why, you know, in our office, we have very diverse, um, you know, 
population of admission counselors mm -hmm. who speak different languages. For for me, obviously, I speak Russian, so sometimes students come and they speak only Russian. And I say, okay, I explain them everything, we do application, they get accepted, and then they go through this program of you know English preparation. So, and afterwards, they obviously able to continue their education mm -hmm. um, in undergraduate studies. How about, uh undocumented immigrants who wants to study at um, CUNY? Again, we accept everyone regardless their immigration status. And it's good that you asked, and it's amazing how, you know, how supportive the university is of those, of those students, right? And basically, even if they don't have any documents, we will take them. We will take them regardless, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. When has this come into floor? Like this, this is enough accepting undocumented students it's, at CUNY. It's been actually always oh, the case, really? and it's and it's sad because you see right now the public doesn't know that information. Yeah. And some of I know the students who wait until their cases will be approved because oh right now I don't have any status so I'm not I'm not able to apply, which is absolutely not true. Uh, we again we take whether you have the you know status, whether you're US, US citizen or whether you're in pending status, whether whether you're um, don't have any do documents, we will take you will definitely accept you, yeah. Oh. Because the only thing that we're looking at, at what you did in high school, mm -hmm. what you did in your previous education. That's all we look at. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And Anastasia, uh, in, the, uh, in the start of the conversation, you mentioned that uh, you urge the students to come to your office, right, for consultation. But how do they how do they make appointment to to come to your office? It's actually walk-ins. So okay. basically at any time from Monday to Thursday, we're open uh, at different times. You can check in on our website. website. <laughs> Which is the website? Yeah. CUNY.edu. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we meet walkings mm -hmm. sometimes students you know because they need specific language they may contact me uh, directly uh, to me and ask hey you know i need to come to, to this at that time but we are open for walkings oh, okay. yeah yeah okay. and definitely um i just want to mention that i i hope you include my information mm -hmm. so that the student can contact me at any time right okay, how do they contact you by email so my email is anastasia.maximenko at cuny.edu yeah, mm -hmm. just to reconfirm and you are based in the cuny welcome center cuny welcome center so basically cuny is a system of 25 different colleges that mm -hmm. are located in the all five boroughs um and you know, each that's that's the thing because colleges they cannot accept the student with the international credential right away, mm -hmm. so they have to come through our office, and we are central admission office mm -hmm. and. Uh, in on the base of that office we have CUNY Welcome Center where we actually you know get the students walk-ins consultations and and so on okay mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, this, is, this is really interesting, yeah, this is interesting. Uh, Anastasia of all the professions in the world why did you choose to be an admissions counselor at CUNY 
Um, so basically, I actually was a customer <laughs> at Kenya mm -hmm. Welcome Center, right? Um, I my situation, right? I I'm from Kazakhstan. I finished high school there. I went to university for three years and I didn't finish. Mm -hmm. So when I came here, so I started to think, how can I continue my education? And definitely I went to CUNY for a consultation in, in the same office. And um, my first consultation went very rough. Unfortunately, was it was very difficult and the uh, counselor wasn't so supportive. So, um, but then after a couple of years, I came back again and I actually received very amazing, you know, consultation with this counselor who just encouraged me to apply and, you know, to continue my education. And thanks to her, I finished Hunter College mm -hmm. here. Um, I studied sociology and I was able to transfer all my classes from Kazakhstan. Wow. Yes. And basically, um, it's interesting. I am in Japan mm -hmm. um, on my study abroad uh, program. And I woke up one day and I'm, and I said, I want to be a counselor at CUNY Welcome Center <laughs> <laughs> because now you know, like I'm an immigrant and I went through all this struggle of receiving the education because the higher education system is so different and yeah. so confusing. Mm -hmm. That is why right now my like personal mission is just provide that information to all the Im immigrant students so that they don't go through the same struggle, mm -hmm. right? So I have the standard of this person that I met and the consultation went, went so good. So I want be on the same level. And I just remember on the back of my mind, the bad experience that I have. And I now I know that I don't want any of the students go to that bad experience. And as yeah. you know, now we have come to the end of the podcast. Uh, if you have to advise uh, any advice which hasn't come out till now yeah. in this yeah. conversation, <laughs> yeah. uh, what advice do you want to give out to our audience who wants to pursue undergrad studies at mm -hmm. All those students that already finished their undergraduate degree in their country, um, I want them to ask a question, why do they need another undergraduate degree? Because in my office, I meet a lot of students who have degrees already, and now they want to apply for a not for a degree here in the United States, thinking that you know American education will give them a, you know um, a better chance to find a job, or they think that their education from their country is not valid. Both of those points are absolutely not true and i just want all the students to know that their education and or experience from their country is valid and definitely if they really want to get education here i would suggest them to go higher master's degrees maybe even phds right um but not you know stepping Stay, taking step back and getting associate degrees and the same bachelor degree that they already have. And definitely, you know, we in New York State, in New York City, you know, the city of immigrants, we have a lot of organizations that can support those students with those degrees to actually get into American workforce, right? And we know some of them 
new women New Yorkers work with immigrants to, uh, we immigrant women, uh, Portly Global, Streetwide Partners. Those organizations are just taking the education that students already have and maybe even experience from their country and just trying to help them to get a job in the industry that they're interested at. But definitely, you know, if a student, um, for instance, want to switch completely, they, they were accountants in their country, now they want to be nurses, obviously, yes, they can come to our office and we can support them and guide them through through this process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe this could be a, a, a different episode on its own, but just, if, just to touch briefly, if someone has finished their three years bachelor's degree back home and now want to do a master's program in CUNY, mm-hmm. Do you think they can? Because they don't have a four years bachelor's degree. All right. Very, very, very tricky. Because, um, you know, we, when we as an office evaluate those students, we don't say that they have a bachelor's degree, right? We say that they have three years of undergraduate studies and then they have to finish uh, their undergraduate degree here at, at CUNY. But it happens a lot of time that if a student just go to evaluation service, like a work evaluation service, Wes, um, Wes sometimes tells them, yes, you have um, actually a bachelor degree in the United States. Sometimes it happens f- from uh, Nepal and Bangladesh when they go for three years uh, with honors, the first division uh, that they get. Sometimes it just translates into a four-year degree here in the United States. And some of the European country, African, French, they also do like three plus two um, bachelor and then masters. So um, it's very tricky because you see um, all the countries in the system in the United States, it's so different. That is why when they come in, different evaluation services do different job. They evaluate differently. So that is why sometimes students will go through West, they uh, they get the paper that says you have a bachelor's degree in the United States, and then they're able to continue right away to a master's degree on the, or even try to find a job here. So it's very, very tricky. Sometimes I suggest them to do evaluation first, and then if it's not enough, then come back to us. Okay, mm-hmm. that's very clear. Yeah, thank you so much, Anastasia, for your time. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate this conversation, and I strongly believe that our audience has will we'll find this conversation really helpful. Mm-hmm. Helpful. And yeah, thank you so much. And I would like to thank uh, English Speaking Union who has provided the space to record our podcast. Uh, definitely get in touch with English Speaking Union, ESU, ARNIC, because they provide free English language classes and professional skill development classes to new immigrants. And yeah, at the end of the day, please subscribe to our podcast at the end of the day on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever, uh, whichever platform you uh, follow. And do log into podcast at the end of the day.com to watch and listen to our previous episodes. Yes, on that note, it's time to say bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey guys, a quick note. If you have a personal story that you think might be helpful to the newly arriving immigrants in the U.S., please contact us. We would love to feature you in our podcast. Go to our website, podcast at the end of the day.com and write to us by going to the feedback section. And by the way, if you love this podcast, you can support us with a small donation. Your help will enable us to continue producing more episodes.
The link to support our podcast is in the description below.